Welcome to the Average AF Podcast with your hosts, Adam McElroy and Stephen Hardy. Hey guys, welcome to the Average AF Podcast. Uh, this is episode 9. Uh, here with Steve, as always. Yes, yes. And we do actually have a special guest here today with us, Big Tom Pullum. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Basically, today is going to be uh, mainly stories again, just kind of like last week's episode. Uh, me and Tom have a big history together of probably, what, like 10, 12 years now? Probably Something about, like that. Probably about 12 years now. So, same with Jerry. We have a big big background so just wanted to bring that up today and, and kind of see how it goes but uh, how have you been man how have you been lately yeah i've been doing all right just down in columbus working uh it's, it's bug season cool I've just been working a lot what about you steve how you been huh, same old shit man really just uh working working out hanging out with my kids nothing new nothing new really man cool yeah same here just work and kids and you know, adult life, so. <laughs> but how's it been living in Columbus? How long have you been down there now? Uh, I want to say since 2015. So. Yeah, yeah, 2015, going on five years down there now. Damn. It's, uh, it's awesome. I mean, there's just so much to do. There's, right. there's always something to do every every I, day of the week. I would have never taken you as, like, a person to love, like, the city. Where I grew up is out in the middle of nowhere, so it's like a complete polar opposite. Steve, I grew yeah, up on uh, it's gotta be. Uh, Grandpa's 40 acres farm. Like, oh. It was just us. Yeah. So living yeah. in the city is a complete night and day difference. Uh, you know, I couldn't, I could see my neighbor's house, but like I couldn't hear them walking up the steps like I do now. Right. right. <clears throat> but I mean, that's a trade-off. Uh, yeah, I lived in Columbus uh, about a year and a half. Where at? I lived off of Livingston. Damn, I forget the streets almost. Livingston, which I'm pretty sure is on the east side of Columbus. Long ass street. So many long streets in Columbus. I also spent some time. It's it's Dublin. Some people call it, consider it, like it's a suburb of Columbus Mm -hmm. over off the east side too. Uh, I lived there for uh, five or six months, but you know, I love visiting Columbus. It's a nice, refreshing way to get out of the city we live in now, Mansfield. Like you said, because there's so much to do. There's so many restaurants. I love to eat. I think all three of us can attest to that. Right. I can go to Columbus, and there's a list of shit. I haven't been here. I haven't been there. I haven't been there. And we can just go and make a day out of it. Um, but I do not say, I, I don't think I want to live there. Really? It's, I don't think I would. See, I, I, I prefer to live somewhere um, smaller with less just people and the traffic in general than somewhere like Columbus. I love to go visit it every week, probably, if I that was realistic but right. i don't think i'd want to live there man yeah i i kind of like it man because i'm there i'm in dublin every day for work oh, that's yeah. where i gotta go okay. and just i mean the you know the whole vibe of the city really even just kind of going to the gas station or going to lunch or whatever because i'm not there that long right. but just the whole feel of the city is just way yeah. it's a- way cooler than belleville where we grew <laughs> up you know or did you grow up in butler was it belleville uh, I grew up in the, that trailer park right there by the okay the by the high, high school. school. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, like a little column A, little column B. Right, but right in the middle. M- most of my teenage years were spent uh, 
and the farm in Butler. But that's okay. it's so great. I mean, there are a lot of people. Traffic does suck from time to time. Yes, I live real sure. close to OSU, so the oh, Saturdays are pretty fun. Right. But, I mean, you get to meet a lot. I've met a lot of cool people down there. Oh, like, yeah. Tons I'm of cool sure people. Plus. Yeah. Like, oh, huge plus. You meet new people every day down yeah. there. Even, like, the culture, man, just from, like, like I said, I work there every day, and I work for kind of a big, like, a big office setting, you know, and just everybody there is so nice and hate to say it but like so educated and like you know very smart and intellectual people and it's just cool to have different conversations with them that i would never have with people in belleville right for sure. you know what i mean they're just so even if they're on both sides of the fence they're still somewhat open-minded right which is cool to see like regardless of their beliefs or or whatever everybody's just really open-minded and uh i definitely like that a lot better than where where we grew up for sure but you still do meet those assholes. Down yeah, there. <laughs> but they're they're a lot less, or they, I guess they're probably not brought out by the by everybody else. Because in like, in like my hometown, basically, you you find one of those assholes, and then they start shit or whatever, and then there's ten of them around and just being ignorant everywhere. <laughs> there's no other way to say it. Um, but in in Dublin, anyway, it just seems like there's less of those people, and the culture might just kind of suppress it yes, in and like, of itself. The reason that the culture is so much better down there is because they got so much money that they don't care. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Dublin is a very wealthy part. I saw a Lambo there like last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What part of Dublin do you work in? Uh, it's off, I, like I said, I'm not super familiar with the area, but it's off Emerald Parkway, um, which I guess is like a super long road because... I asked, I asked somebody, or somebody asked me that, and I said off Emerald Parkway, and they're like, that's like the longest road ever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it's off, I think it's Parkwood Plaza, kind of like about a mile or two away from the Tuttle Crossings oh, exit okay. of 71. That, so you're like kind of close. Uh, you ever seen the toy barn over there? Uh-uh. The exotic the exotic car place that's over there? Uh-uh. Uh, they do Lambos. Uh, really? Just import like super fancy cars six uh six figures uh wow. tickets, yeah. in dublin in dublin wow Damn. i actually just speaking of cars i wasn't gonna bring it up but i'm going to now i just got a new car <laughs> oh yeah how and the I, fuck we forget to i i bought it in dublin at germain i believe is how you say it but i don't want to go into it too much but i love it uh it's a honda civic si 2017 has all the gadgets and fun stuff and six speed and turbo and just living my best life so he went yeah. from average to bougie real quick yeah <laughs> hey look i drove a piece of shit since since you know i've been 16 so right. everything's been 10 to 15 years old plus and i'm finally in a position to where i can kind of afford this so yeah, it's a super uh, nice car. Thank yeah, you. you. I was going to say that you tooted your own horn, though. But, yeah. I think I, you like, it. I, you know. I do. I think I, I've seen where you come from, you know. Right. And, like, you know, and where we can still go. Right, really. right, right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's all part of the process. Man. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, man, so me and Tommy, I don't know. How did you and Tommy meet? Do you remember? Not the very. I just, I mean, it had to be somewhere over. You came over to stadium. I the say, house yeah, over was there. it stadium? Yeah, it was one Yeah, it was totally stadium. Uh, I don't think... Where did you live? Did you live in, in Belleville still? Butler, yep. On oh, Butler, yep. yeah. And I know you just come over, you know, we have our thing, our sessions. 
Right. And I think from there, we just, you know, we got to know each other See, better and better. And that time was such a blur. Like those like five or five years or so, four or five years. Okay. It's such a blur that today, literally, I was like, did I live in stadium first or Poplar? Oh, I was wow. like, I know they met in one of those places, yeah, but was, I was like, which house was first? Yeah. I didn't remember. So yeah. it was stadium? Yeah, it was stadium. Yes, for sure. Okay. Is that when you were working at Motomart at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And then uh, moved to Poplar. And we actually, I don't know if I told you this, we might end up moving back into that house. Yeah. So yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. To go in and see. I'm sure I'll have some flashbacks right, for sure. Right. Right. That was a fun and blurry two years. <laughs> um, but we met at McDonald's, actually, when I was 15 and a half. My parents made me, I think I've told this before, but they made me get uh, my job before I could get my license. And if I could have a job for six months and go to school and not miss any days or my grades slip or anything, then they'd allow me to get my license. Gotcha. So I worked a fuck ton at McDonald's. When I was 15 and a half, and that's where I met this asshole. And I was like, well, define work. <laughs> right. Um, we worked when we had to, but there was a lot. I mean, just loads of goofing off. Just yeah. Think of it. Th- you know, obviously, you know Tommy, right? Yeah. This is the guy that they elected to kind of show me how to do stuff. <laughs> I did everybody, man. I was the trainer for everybody. <laughs> that guy. Like, we worked when we had to work. We buckled down. We yeah. sweated. We got it done. But then when there was nothing to do, we were back there throwing yogurt cups and lime at each other. <laughs> yeah. We didn't care. Right. Oh, man. Good times. And then, like, I just specifically or explicitly remember, like, it was probably my second or third day, just right at the beginning there. He showed me something. I don't even know what was said or what happened, but I think he probably said something you know, retarded like he does. And I had some type of reaction and he goes, Oh, I can tell we're going to get along because just like how I reacted to some dumb ass shit that he said. Okay. And just from there on, you know, it was, it was a wrap. I'm going to say, we, we talk a lot of bullshit, Adam and I nonsense. I mean, yep. you, you, you guys are always making me fucking laugh. <laughs> From the days of punching each other in the dick, just randomly. Oh, Scrote Squad. Scrote Squad. Bro, I was like, I, I never said it, but I always felt like, please don't try to involve me in that game. I never, because I did not, not remember that. Not that I couldn't that. take it, I would never do it back to you guys. Because oh. I don't do that to my friends. Like, I don't know what <laughs> I just don't, I would never, like, that shit hurt. Yo. No, I think that's like, normal. I would never. Yeah, I think it's normal to not no, intentionally yeah. hurt people. <laughs> but, you know, it was like, uh, I hope they don't do it to me and expect me to, like, join in on that. Because I will never do that. Yeah. I will never, ever feel comfortable. I don't give a fuck how long we've known each other. <laughs> I would never just be like, ooh, you know, right in your shit. Oh, we used to do it with big lighters. Yep. So across <laughs> across the room. Oh, we what? were snipers. I, t- yep. I tell people about that to this day. I'm like, yep. uh, I used to be an assassin with a with a big lighter. <laughs> yeah. Bam, right in the nut. Yep. And we all wore basketball shorts and shit, so there's no protection at all, oh, like of jeans fuck. or pants or anything. I remember days of you guys walking by playing defense, like hands on the like easing by, like two stepping almost, like past each other. And she's like, uh huh, uh huh. That sounds about right. (laughs) Real in the field, man. You got to protect your nuts. (laughs) Dude, I completely forgot about Stroke Squad. Completely forgot about it. Good callback, Steve. Great great callback. But yeah, so we, we met at McDonald's. I have mentioned this, I think, on like one of the first couple episodes 
that Tommy's actually the one who kind of got me into just rap in general. Um, he played me or gave me LAX Files by the game. Mm. And just gangster rap has been one of my yeah. guilty pleasures ever Great since. Pick. Just it, to introduce somebody to hip hop. Right, yeah. right. There's I've, so many options and you pick the game. That's right. about... I said, he had a little yeah. bit of everything as far as a hip hop artist would right. have. You know what I mean? He he could spit. Right? Yeah. Oh man, super game, gangster. He, yeah, he true, could spit. True, like you know, hood dude yeah. who got bars is not dumb. Right, right. Intellectual with the beats and yeah. And here I am, fat white, you know, country <laughs> country bumpkin, and I'm just like, listen to this, dude. Right. You gotta you gotta hear this rapper. Right. He's yeah. so great. And I just. You know, we were listening to like metal at the time, like you know, Job for a Cowboy. Um, that was that was me, Job for a Cowboy, Suicide Silence. Um, he was into what like Lamb of God, yeah, uh, the earlier Metallica stuff. Okay. I hadn't got into that like the black metal, or it was old, mainly a lot of thrash, gotcha. right. a lot of in your face. That's what I really like about the like gangster rap and metal in general. Uh-huh. It's not. I mean, it's not. I don't want to say soft, but it's it's real upbeat and it's real aggressive. It's in your face. It right. gets that heartbeat going. Right. You know, it's right. you can you just be sitting in your car just banging your head right. to some sweet riffs or rattling your mirrors with right. <laughs> some right. Yeah, it's gangster rap has always been one of my guilty pleasures. After that, <laughs> and it's like you said, it's weird because we're you know huge fat white dudes, bald head, but right. like <laughs> it's it's one of my guilty pleasures and like. I will never stop listening to it. My goal is to teach Harper every every game song, every so NWA good. song, every you know all of that stuff. So I'm I'm excited <laughs> to teach her that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll put the work in in that department, right? But yeah, so McDonald's. Um, I he was talking about fucking off and stuff at McDonald's. I explicitly remember Patty Light. I know he's listening. He actually gives us feedback on occasion. Oh, so shout out to Patty. Yeah, I say Patrick. Yeah, dude, I haven't seen him forever. Yep. Yeah. What's Wait up, a minute, tall dude with glasses. Uh, I don't know if he had glasses. No, he never had glasses. Um, okay. Had like the snake bites in his lip, like two, two lip rings okay, right here. No, no, I'm thinking um, of another Patrick. Okay, associated with somebody else probably. Probably, yeah. but <laughs> Patty Light, super dope, and there was. There was this one time that we were super busy, right? Super busy. Everybody's falling behind on shit. And she kept, she told Pat, Patrick to keep making, was it round eggs? Yep. Keep making round eggs until I tell you to stop, uh-huh. right? Patty's like us. So, <laughs> and I think Jerry actually said that last week too, talked about yeah. Patrick. Like us, you know, just, you know, out there, just an asshole, just... We'll say and do whatever we want to do. <laughs> and whatever, yeah. Whatever's on his mind, he'll, he'll let you know. So she said, keep making them till I say stop, right? So that's at like 9 a.m. or something like that. Breakfast is till 10.30 or it might have been and 11. It was, it was, it was, was like, it a weekend? I think it was like a solid 45 minutes of him just making eggs. He's, yeah. he's standing, uh, like we're back to back kind of, and I look over my shoulder. I'm like, oh, man, you just... You just keep laying down eggs, don't you? <laughs> right. She And he's like, that's what she told me to do. I mean, and the tray for the eggs fit like, what, 12 maybe? I honestly don't remember. 10, 12, so something like that. And he had at least 30 
in four or five different trades. Holy shit. Yeah, and she got so pissed. <laughs> and all of us were standing there just like, you told him, you told yep. him, you, no, you Everybody, told him, everybody. No. There was like six of us, like two people on the line. Like, I think I was cooking the meat. He was doing the eggs yeah. and just, you know, whoever's around. And we were all like, nope, that's what you said to do. That is what you said to do. And then, like, I was kind of in charge of calculating or tabulating the waste for the day. <laughs> do you remember what the number was? Cause I Wasn't it 200? Nope. It was 96 round eggs wasted. Yep. Oh, my. Like, And these are just regular eggs, like yeah. full eggs, though. 96 eggs gone that they threw away. So what's Church. that, like Six or seven cartons or some shit. Eight. Eight cartons of eggs. Just down the drain. I feel like that's wrong. but It is wrong. <laughs> six or seven, you know, multiple cartons of eggs, multiple dozens. And she got super pissed and we all just turned it back around on her. Said, nope, this is your fault. That's, I mean, what, you, yeah. that's what you get for being dumb. <laughs> right. And she was being like a bitch that day. So Patrick kind of did that on purpose. All right, out of spite. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm doing what she said to do. And because we all kind of had his back, like there's nothing she can really do. So what she said writes you up for doing what you told me to do, bitch. Yep. Yep. (laughs) We were just sitting. I think she still tried to write him up, though. Yeah. What we were just like, hey, we will tell the powers that be that you told him to do this, right? Right. Until I stop. But I mean, we could have said something. You know, like, hey, he's got he's overflowing on it. We're just like, yeah, (laughs) nope, (laughs) we're good. There's gas in the dumpster, and he's holding a match. So let's just watch what happens (laughs) next. It doesn't come back on us. And like I said, we all had his back, so shout out Patty Light. There's God, a that was funny. He w- he's one of those guys that's like not directly in our friend group usually, but like he was always around and he is a good friend and stuff. And just we have a ton of stories with Patrick too. Right. He's just like us. Like we should have been fired from that job so many times. Yeah, I worked there almost two years. Didn't you work there like eight or something? I did a, I did a decade at McDonald's. I ain't going back. I got <laughs> right. out, and I'm not going back. Yeah. Right. I mean, say between the one up there at uh, in Belleville and then the one up there on Hanley Road. Yeah. Did you so, ever move up? I mean, I can, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want to run nowhere like that. But did I you mean, ever? when I. Uh, I want to say it was my second year of college. I, I did move up just because I needed to make more money. Yeah. And then I was like, this is garbage. I'm sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just not worth it. I mean, there are people that I know that still work there that make a decent amount of money. But okay. it's, for what you have to go through to do it, it's not worth it. Yeah. I yeah kudos to you guys for <clears throat> even. I mean, I hate to say that I'm beyond something. But yeah, I was like, fast food will be the last thing. But the greatest part was uh, the maintenance ever... gig. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I forgot you used to do that. That third shift, that yeah. was awesome. I just go in there, do my own thing, uh, hang out, watch yeah. TV by yourself. Just by you? my, I, I would just clean the store and hang out. You had eight hours to do it. Just eight go hours. In there? Eight hours. I, well, I mean, shit. I, I can make the, fun of that. Yeah. yeah. When the store closed at eleven, I, the openers didn't come back in till. Uh, like 3.45. Okay. It would take me like three hours to do the whole store. So I'd just like sit around, watch TV, go in the bathroom, smoke a cigarette. Right. Yeah, was, okay. I had my own little thing. Shit, it was, yeah. I had to deal with no customers. It wasn't bad. But I did want to talk about, too, just Wood Street in general. This is... Wood Street was where uh, I moved after I moved out. And this is the first... Like, I was the first one in our friends group that had had their own place. So, everybody came up and hung out there. 
you know, um, every day we had parties like every day. Um, <laughs> I remember, I think you were there. This was, uh, I, it was a week and a half after I moved in and the neighbor actually came over. Were you there? No, no. Sir. there was, I know there was like four or five people there. It wasn't like a party or anything, but we're 18 years old, you know, had music loud and probably sounded like a party, yeah. but there was like five or six of us there. And the neighbor actually came over and was like, Hey man, like, I know you guys are just having fun and, you know, having a good time, but. He's like, my, my girl's trying to sleep and she's getting pretty pissed off. And this is like the sixth night in a row. (laughs) He's like, if you don't mind, can you just like mellow out for the night? I was like, we were like, yeah, man, you know, we're, we're new, you know, not trying to piss anybody off directly. He came over and asked us. So, you know, we were somewhat respectful in that aspect, but I remember it was on a Tuesday, so <laughs> like every night, every night had at least at least five plus people over. It was it was awesome. There was parties of anywhere from fifteen people to probably over a hundred at some point. Like just in and out. There was one time I went there and it was legit buttholes and elbows. Like you couldn't move. inside of that house just because there were so many people and they were just coming and going just crowded in the basement probably a fire hazard but oh absolutely (laughs) and this house was super cool because you could go out like the back door and that would lead into the garage but the garage had a, a way up to the attic and the attic was basically the same size as my living room so you could actually go up there and hang out and uh I remember, I think it was St. Patrick's Day, right? When all the, when the cops were called? Yeah. So, St. Patrick's Day. I'm actually outside because there's too many people in my house. And I can't really do anything, can't really move around. And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with all these people. But everybody's having a good time. So, me and Jerry are outside. And there was probably 10 or 15 other people outside too. But we're just hanging out by my car. And I see three squad cars pull up. Just right to the front of the house. Oh, shit. And I'm just standing there, and I'm like, damn it. Like, so I tell Jerry, I'm like, well, I should probably go greet him. You know, like, right. try to make the best out of the situation we can. Right. And uh, I'm sitting on the front porch, uh, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, just like, well, let's see how this goes <laughs> as he's walking down. Right. Uh, and so I walk down the driveway and meet him, and I was, you know, like, something like, you know, how you doing, officers, or something like that. And he's like, is this your house? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, they're like, is this a, or he said, we've gotten multiple complaints about the noise in this house or something. And you got to keep in mind, like my farthest neighbor to the left of the house, if you're looking at the front of the house, my farthest neighbor is like 10 feet from my front door. And the other side, the neighbor's about four feet from (laughs) the side of the house. So like... They were close. Yeah, they're right there. They know exactly what's going on. And yeah, they're like, we've gotten multiple complaints and stuff. And you just hear behind me just everybody scattering. Like roaches when the lights (laughs) come on, dude. People were busting through, climbing over fences. (laughs) Just jumping, everything. Because at the time, I think I was 19. 
you know? Yeah. And most people are our age. There was very few that were of age right. and stuff. And, <laughs> and yeah, like everybody's scattering and they, they walk in, they, well, no, they, they circled the house at first, like using their flashlights to see if they can find anything. Right. And the one cop shines his light through the garage door. And like I said, there's a way up to the attic. Right. There's like stairs and stuff. It's kind of like, uh, it's not like a spiral staircase, but it's got like multiple turns in it, like multiple platforms where you kind of go into a circle to get up there. Right. And people were like jumping off of that to get out my back garage door. And he's like, man, you got people falling from the ceiling in there. <laughs> like, like what is going on? But like as he's, uh, as the cops are looking around with their flashlights, like you said, people are literally like roaches when the lights come on, they are scattering. And the cops is like, you guys don't have to run. We don't give a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> just said that out loud. Yeah, like, we don't like, care. Sitting on the front porch the rest of us is like, cool. Take, <laughs> just keep drinking. Right. And then they, they walk into the front door. Nobody's in the living room because everybody just like sure. squished into the basement. <laughs> Gone. Dipped. Right. I remember there being like eight people in the bathroom oh, and like sick. tons of people in each bedroom and stuff like that. And the only person... In the fucking living room is Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, God. And he's the only sober one there because he didn't drink or anything up until that point. Okay. He's the only sober one there. And I forget, man, I wish I would have asked him before I told this story, but they said, you know, where is everybody? And I think he said something along the lines of like, well, I guess you're going to have to find him <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. And like. Bold. Yeah. Jared. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, get everybody up here. So everybody just filters out of this basement, into the kitchen, <laughs> out of the fucking bedrooms and stuff. Just all kind of like, it's almost like a movie. Right. Like everybody's doing like a half circle around these two cops in my living room. And he goes, you know, we can obviously smell marijuana. Oh, and yeah, I'm like, God damn, like... <sighs> This is my house. Right. Like I'm responsible for everybody, and like, damn yeah, if anybody's it. going down is you. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, they basically said, you know, we don't give a shit. It's St. Patrick's Day. They're like, we've already got two other parties to go to that we gotta, you know, break up. But he's like, if I catch any of you guys driving and figure out that you came from this party, you're going to jail right away, and like all this stuff. So. Everybody found DDs and all that, and like you know, it basically dissipated. But yeah, that was one of the. Damn. I mean, that was one of the parties where in the basement you literally had to like, kind of like have your elbows to your chest and like walking around like you're at a concert. Right. Yeah. Like I had my beer like held up, like trying to get around people. Damn. It was ridiculous. Buttholes and elbows, like I'm yep. saying, man, they had us packed in there like cattle. Yep. <laughs> and uh. I oh I remember. Do you remember the hat I had on? No. Do you remember that? I had a hat on. Um, it was an it was a white and green Irish snapback with the Irish clover on the front of it. I was wearing it backwards, uh -huh. and it just said "Lucky" right on right on <laughs> like right above the snapback. Right. And Jerry was like, "All I could think of is while they were telling us all this, and they ended up leaving. I looked over, and your hat said "Fucking Lucky." Damn. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely got lucky, <laughs> you know, because 
I mean, like I said, I was responsible for at least 60 to 70 people there at that point. And they just kind of let it go. Yeah, man. Crazy. I guess you did it on the right night. Right. And then were you there when Garrett showed up? Yeah, he was like hiding out in the trees like Rambo. Just like <laughs> just climbed a tree, just drunk as could be. Right. Everybody was looking for him, though. Like, you know, hey, we can't find Garrett. You know, we've called him, we've texted him and all this stuff. Yeah. And I don't think he was, I don't think he actually climbed the tree. I think what happened is he passed out on the neighbor's tree. Oh. It was on the neighbor's tree, though. So he woke up and came in the house and was like, where's everybody at? Because right, right. it's like midnight, you know, it's not super late. But we're like, dude, where have you been? And he's like, I passed out on the neighbor's <laughs> tree and like showed us right right in their front yard. The cops must have walked right past him and not seen him. But yeah, I think he was just wasted, passed out in their yard. Missed all the action. Yep. And he's, yeah, we were like, the cops came. He's like, what? When? <laughs> we're like, dude, we had like three squad cars here. And he's like, nah. And like, he had to verify through like 10 different people. And they're like, yeah, man, that's why we're not still there. Right. Which street was the den of sin? Like, yes. Legit. Yes. Shit. There was a lot of stuff that I definitely don't remember. Yeah, I know we had a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember back, but it just <laughs> does not compute. Your first right. place is usually the part, the, the one that gets ruined for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think if we ever became landlords, it'd be a point like, is this your first place? Right. And if we, we rented to him, we took that risk because, you know, I had the same shit, man. Right. I didn't have parties as grand as you guys had, because mainly because I didn't trust people in my fucking house. It was right. very few people. I probably had close to ten though, yeah. and yeah, cops. Got, we were on a fucking strip of five or six apartments. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we were on the end though, so one side we didn't have to worry about. The next side, the other side had a single woman, no kids, no nothing. So it's just her. So when she's there, she's hearing every fucking thing right. that we do in those thin ass walls and hardwood. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Multiple times the cops got called. It got to the point where, okay, my bedroom window was right next to hers. So she would just, at first, it was through the window. Hey, hey, can y'all turn that music down? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, 20 minutes later, we don't give a fuck. We just, it's right. back up again. <laughs> and then she, it went from that to her coming over and knocking on the door. Hey, listen, I'm trying to sleep. I got to work in the morning. Oh, shit, my bad, my bad. Right. To her, no words, just cops showing up. Right. Like, it was just like, okay. Like, oh my fucking gosh. She didn't even have the nerve to come over and say something. And I got to thinking like, oh, she sold us like 15 times. <laughs> right. right. Like, you know what I mean? That's I strike, couldn't really be mad at that point. strike right. three, yeah. Right. But, you know, a lot of people's first pads, man, is just. Dude, it was a problem, man, for me because. Memorable. Yeah. Like, for the parties and stuff, this was probably after. Well, I mean, this was pretty much right away. <laughs> But I put it on Facebook. Was like, hey guys, we're having a party. Come on out. Like, pretty much made a post every couple days. It's like, hey, huge party tonight. Come out. And just anywhere from 20 people would show up to like, I know at one point we, we kept track of, well, we didn't keep track, but we like thought back the next day of all the people that we remember seeing, yeah. at least at one point or another. And that list was at, like, 95. Fuck. And I just remember, like, it was like, okay, well, I don't remember any names now. But we were like, okay, well, Lindsay was here. And then she had her two friends. So, Lindsay's friend one and two. And, like, you know, we didn't remember people's names. But 
we remembered they were there. And that was like, that one was 95 people that we remembered. So, I mean, probably, I'm sure there's some that we didn't remember. But this house was honestly probably about as big as your apartment. With a with a basement though. Okay. But, but and, still the crowd of ninety five people. Right. Everybody's like cattle, man. Yep. Everybody's in stuffed bathroom in bedrooms. Being used. Yep. The bathroom flooded one time. <laughs> um and the toilet broke basically <laughs> because somebody I guess took a massive shit in it. Not it. Boy, <laughs> I promise, man. We think it was a certain female. Yeah. Uh I don't think there was any proof, but basically everybody tried to remember you know who it was or who was in it last or whatever and everybody came to the conclusion of this one person so they're not a very large person they're pretty small so (laughs) it was impressive hey everybody poops right (laughs) but in the middle of a party and like yeah yeah, so that's the perfect time to do it you make more room (laughs) oh i don't (laughs) yeah yeah oh i guess i'm the disgusting one i'm sorry (laughs) but yeah man good times at wood street um, is there anything else you can remember about Wood Street? Boo Boo. Boo Boo. Boo Boo's still around. I know, but little Boo Boo. Like, I remember Baby Boo Boo Steve when she was a kitten. And then. She's uh, such a sweetheart, I miss her. Right. But then I remembered <laughs> the first litter of cats. Oh, yeah. And uh, Snarf and I had some wars. Yep. Not, like, it, the cats weren't declawed at all. So I was messing with these cats like they were little puppies. I made Snarf mean. Yep. So mean. But I had like the scars to prove it. It looked like I was cutting because my hands were just tore up between that cat. Just, bah, 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 just <laughs> digging in and drawing blood every time. Uh-huh. Yep. He makes all my pets assholes. You did that to Leo too. I didn't do that to that dog. That dog was born that way. <laughs> That's probably true. He's an asshole. You actually had back surgery. What, like two years ago? It was actually two years last Saturday. Wow. That's yeah, kind of Two years nose. last Saturday. Yeah, I remember you. Um, I don't, you had already had the surgery a few months after I had found out. Well, I had come, yeah, I had come back. I don't, actually, I don't think I saw you when I came back right. during the recovery. Right. I know I hung out with him. Right. Yeah, what? I mean, I don't know if I ever even got the full story about that. Like, what ended up happening with all that? I do a lot. Of, I've done a lot of heavy lifting, yeah. and since I am, I'm six foot six, so kind of kind of tubby. So I don't <laughs> I don't exactly have good you know range of motion and things like that. Right. So whenever I would pick stuff up, I would do it wrong. I'd okay. use my back instead of my legs. Yeah, man. I'd had back pain for like seven years. I just nutted up and did it, and just just worked. Yeah. Know, didn't go anywhere. Didn't go anywhere. And then I slept on a couch wrong, slipped a disc. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, it got to the point to where that di- I had bone spurs on my uh, the last lumbar, the L5, okay. and the sacrum where it joins your hips. So L5, S1. Okay. Uh, bone spurs there. So when I blew out the disc this time, it like rifled. It just helped it go out into uh, like a the caudi equina nerve. Okay. And uh, it caused a lot of problems. So like okay. I had to go into like emergency. I went to the the hospital for an MRI mm-hmm. and it was like three 30. I'm over in Pickerington. So Southeast Columbus. Right, right. I live over by Montfrey stadium where the crew plays. It's about three 30. I'm like, let's get these results back. I got to, it's rush hour. I got to go home. And then the doctor comes in and he's like, you're going to Riverside today. You're having an emergency surgery. Oh my 
God. And I'm just like, what? what <laughs> he just like shattered my oh, world. Yeah. And I remember the whole time I was like, man, you guys just dropped the, you know, a ton of bricks on my life. Any way I could go outside and smoke a cigarette and deal with this real yeah. quick? Yeah. I mean, God damn. No. I mean, it's a hospital. I understand why they couldn't. They couldn't smoke on the grounds. Nurse comes in. Hey, are you doing okay? I know we... Yeah, can I go smoke a cigarette real quick? This is a lot to deal with. I'm afraid I can't let you do that. Right. The ambulance guys come in. I'm already wired up with uh, the IVs and right, whatnot. Right. I'm just like, can we do anything for you? I'm like, you guys can let me smoke a cigarette real quick. Yeah. <laughs> the whole way to the thing. Just wanted to smoke a cigarette. Just to take my mind off of it. Right. And yeah. I had an emergency surgery that night because... Uh, what it does, it's the nerve that controls, like, your bowel and bladder. Oh, shit, bro. And you have, like, a finite amount of uh, time to get that taken care of. I was right on the cusp. Oh, fuck. I was, like, right, on, I was, like, right in the window. Because, I, like I said, I didn't go to the doctor. And I was like, oh, it's getting better. But, like, stuff was severely wrong. Like, I didn't have the, the distension signal when you have to go pee. Yeah wasn't there i just knew like hey it's been three hours go to the bathroom and then when i woke up the second day and it was like that it was like red flag something's wrong something's real wrong right so you oh. couldn't ever tell that you needed to go to the bathroom no damn i didn't i didn't go boom boom for like a week and a half yeah just i remember that stuff wasn't stuff wasn't working right yeah well the look of horror on steve's face i'll uh yeah i'll make it worse Go ahead. <laughs> I went back for my two-week follow-up, and uh, the doctor tells me, he goes, uh, you know, I've only done this surgery, like, I've been doing surgery for, like, 20 years, and I've only seen this, you know, five times. Uh-huh. But there was a lady who came in the Monday after I did yours, and I had to do the exact same thing. She was outside of the window. By You have a 48-hour window before there's permanent nerve damage. I still have issues, like, Everything's fine, but yeah. just due to complications from the surgery, like my left two toes, like my pinky toe and the toe right next to it, I still can't feel them. Oh. There's times where like I can't feel the backs of my thighs and stuff like that. Okay, Nerves take a long time to heal. Her problem was so bad that uh, she's going to have to wear a, like a colostomy bag. Oh, my God. I was like that close to having to wear a colostomy bag. He scared the sh- he scared the shit out of me. I, right. It was bad. Fuck, bro. I had no idea. It was, it was yeah, that bad. It was pretty gnarly. And, and, like, this is all news. I never heard of this condition or... Me neither. the fact that, <laughs> that your back can affect your bowels and all that in that way. You know what I mean? I've so never... That's what, fucking crazy, man. I guess when they told you what was going through your mind when they said we have to do emergency surgery right now. Oh, I freaked out. God. Like, I had, like, a panic attack. I'd free. I'd never, never had my tonsils out. I've never broken a bone. I'd just go to the doctor like right when I now. get sick. Yeah, yeah. Right. Just like they drop literally a ton of bricks. Right. Is it was, was kind of crazy. I just remember I was at work and I I worked with his sister at the time, and she came up to me bawling, and I was like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, they're rushing Tommy to uh, Riverside to have emergency back surgery. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, couldn't, couldn't think, you know, didn't know what was going on. And she obviously had to rush out and, you know, go down there. So I didn't know what was going on. Um, I ended up texting him like, Hey man, kind of heard what's going on. I hope everything's good. Like, let me know of anything. So I was kind of kept in the dark 
couple days and stuff so i didn't know what was going on but definitely definitely even scary for us i can imagine what it was like going for you right what was what was recovery like i know you had to come home for that it was just like a month off work and no bending lifting or twisting i had to let the wound heal like i still have to be careful Uh, i'm i used to deliver beer i'm retired from that now okay uh but it's just, I got to be careful, like, how I, I do a lot more squats now. My butt cheeks and my thighs are starting to get real strong. <laughs> there you Inst- go. Instead of bending over and lifting with the, the right. small of my back, I actually lift with my legs like I'm supposed right. to. Yeah. Do they recommend any, like, I guess, continued, like, kind of physical therapy type stuff or stretches to do or they anything? Do, they do that. But, like, the doctor was super G about it. I was like, what can I, after my, uh, I went back after a year just to be safe. I was fine, but I was just like, hey, man, I still got, That's like, yours. like my toes are still kind of numb. Like, what's up? <laughs> it's yeah. been a year. And then, you know, I was asking him a question. I was like, is there anything, you know, like, like I want, <laughs> I, like, I started dieting. I've lost a little bit of weight. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah. That'll help out a lot. He's like, I don't normally operate, do this type of operation on skinny people. And I was like, couldn't have said it any better. Right. Like, that's, okay. Yeah. Point taken. Yeah. I was just like, that's stop being fat. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, I mean, the last couple of years, you definitely have lost quite a bit yeah, of weight. Man. So yeah, I'm yeah. trying to do the same thing, but I won't because <laughs> I, I think Shit's I would hard, need. Though. You were kind of forced into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest, you know what I mean? That's crazy though. I, I didn't, I mean, back serious, back surgery is always a serious thing, you know, with, I mean, you could have to imagine this, but just a thing to that extent, man. And I can relate in a way to yeah. the immediate surgery thing. Cause you know, I got shot before, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so when I went to Galleon, took the x-ray, they came in and they were like, we're going to just shoot you to Columbus. Ooh. We, we don't know if you need surgery, but we want you to be there. Yeah. If just in case you do. So, yeah. And then I'm asking questions the whole way there. Like, come on, it's got to be something you can know. Like, what's the chances even? Like, if you yeah. can't tell me yes or no, give me a, a ballpark. They were like, we can't tell you anything. So, oh, yeah. that's, oh, that's that's horrible. Yeah, and it's just a sit in that, though. You know, it's, Did they yeah, not I know mean, anything, or they just They just knew where the bullet you. was at, and they didn't want to do any more tests there. Oh, they man. just immediately say, yeah, you get an ambulance hmm. right now. And we're gonna, oh, it was an ambulance. You didn't get to ride in a helicopter. No, Damn. no, no, no. Because I, I mean, I wasn't bleeding out, or oh, okay. and it wasn't like they had stopped the bleeding, and they got to the point where they got the X rays, and we're like, it's in a spot where we don't know. And but they said either way, where it's at, we won't be able to do surgery on you. So right. just in case you needed it, we wanted to get you there. Half of me thinks it was a money grab from my insurance. You know, they didn't have to, you know, do that. Per se, I mean, without, I think they could have did more to figure out if I exactly needed it or not. Right. But I don't know, man. So I can relate on a level to thinking I will have to, like, oh my God, like, am I going to live through that shit? You know what I mean? But you never had surgery, no, right? No. The bullet's still there. Damn. They said where it's at, it's, the chances of it moving is slim. It's not going to move. It'd be more risky to go in and take it out than to leave it where it's at. Jeez. And they said an inch in either direction. I could have been, I could have bled out before they even got there. I could be pissing through a fucking bag, shitting through a bag. Yeah. An inch in either direction. Jeez. E, like, they said That's, it yeah. went in, in the perfect spot and the perfect, like, angle to where it missed anything vital. They say you, yeah. Like, somebody was looking out for you that day. So, did you have your green and white 
snapback clover <laughs> hat that said lucky on too. No, I was just in a house with an idiot and a gun. Uh, that'll yeah. happen. Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I've never had anything quite like that. Like, I've had surgeries and stuff, but pretty, pretty minor. I mean, I guess at one point I, I was told that I might have cancer. So excuse me, yeah, that's that's news. Actually, no, I think did I, th- I just forget? Well, I'm I think I think you were around, but I didn't tell anybody that part. Do you remember this was one? This was on Wood Street when I had that thing on my chest, that like kind of ball type thing, and it kept growing and growing and growing. Vaguely, yeah. So that basically it ended up being more or less like a pus type ball thing but it okay. was rock hard like calcium type thing gotcha. on the very center of my chest and it started out being like a penny size and just over about a week's time it kept growing and growing and growing and growing mm-hmm. and it ended up being probably like twice the size of a golf ball Eesh. so like holy fuck like not quite a baseball but right in between there that's showing through any shirt, dude. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So it was it was pretty large, but it was rock hard. Eventually, I started feeling like extremely sick and stuff like that. Yeah. And I ended up having to. I was so cold. I remember being so cold that I had every blanket on in the house in my bed with the heat blasted as as high as it could go, as hot as it could go, and I was still shivering under all the covers. Damn. So I went in, uh, kind of got over the sickness, but that was still there and obviously didn't feel the greatest, but went in and basically what they ended up telling me was they had to take a sample of it and couldn't tell me what it was right away until tests came back. But he said it could be a couple different things. And one of them was a certain type of cancer. He didn't say specifically what it was. And he said it was a, a minimal minimal chance but it was possible right so he wanted to kind of let me know in in case yeah but what it turned out to be is basically my chest so like when you're a fetus right and you're forming in the Uh womb you kind of like you're kind of split open and form together at like the seam that's why you have that thing under your nose where it's kind of like a divot type thing that's where your face formed together okay essentially well, your whole body does that, more or less. And my chest never closed up all the way. There's actually a, a very like microscopic hole in it. Okay. And something triggered it. I'm not sure, but there was like an air bubble in there. And with it kind of fucking with everything, my body didn't know what was going on. So it started sending uh, white blood cells to it to yeah. attack everything. Right. Okay. But it was an air bubble and there was nothing there. So it was attacking basically myself. Right. Right. But essentially got it drained and all that kind of stuff and everything was pretty much okay. But he said it's a 50 50 chance that uh, it comes back. And if it does, that means it's going to come back again and again and again. And they're actually going to have to have like a really deep chest surgery to like basically close up that that gap yeah i i mean similar to to the extent of you know not knowing what was going to happen i ended up actually around that time this is going to get kind of 
personal, but around that time was finals for college. Mm -hmm. This was my first ever like set of finals my freshman year. And I obviously couldn't study that well. And, you know, a lot of shit on my mind. And I ended up, I specifically remember crying during my Spanish final because I couldn't remember anything. Yeah. Like couldn't remember anything, didn't get to study. And like all this was going on and ended up like bawling during it because I'm like, I'm going to fail my final and fail my test and just got into college. Like, you know, and just a ton of stuff going through my mind. And I ended up turning it in first and just basically walking out and like accepting the failure um and when the final came back i got an a minus oh shit and i think and there's no way there's no possible way i think she just like kind of saw that something was going on and like clearly there's something more than just like this final right because it was like it was almost hysterical like it was bad because i was like do I have cancer? Like, right. am I failing out of college? Like, right. all this stuff, just bad. And uh, ended up getting an A minus somehow. I don't think Shit. there's no way that that was my real grade, yeah. but she definitely helped me out there. All right. But yeah, so as far as like not knowing what was going on and stuff, that was a pretty hellish. It was actually about a week till I found out oh, what wow. what was going on. Sit on that for a whole yeah, and I I know I told Jerry. I don't think I ended up telling actually anybody else. I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't know if my parents knew that aspect of it. Okay. So, definitely interesting. My mom actually listens to this, so it'll be interesting to... <laughs> That'll be a fun conversation. Yeah, to know if, if she knew that. I don't remember if I told her or not. I don't think I did. But, yeah. So, we've all definitely been through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Our bodies hate us. <laughs> it's, called, yeah. it's called getting old. Right. Well, yeah, in you guys' case, I don't know. But, right. Uh, <laughs> somebody was looking out for me on mine. That wasn't a case of right. fucking... Right. That's a case of serious luck. Yeah. All the way around. That's scary. I forget it's there, man. I don't, I don't have any... I had nerves. You mentioned yeah. the nerve thing. Down my inside of my leg, on the right side, on the where I got shot, I had... I can rub it and feel this, like the numbness, kind of. Yeah. Took a long time. I would say a little over a year. About a year, year and a half almost, where it was completely normal, but... Somebody's looking out, I right? You know, <laughs> so whoever it is, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and switch topics into like a little lighter of a conversation. Yeah, that got real deep. Yeah, it really <laughs> did out of nowhere. Hey, That's li- cool. Hey, life is deep, right? Yeah. You know what I mean. It's all good. It's all good. But I do want to talk about actually uh, something that happened on Wood Street on the Fourth of July. I kind of fucked with Tom a little bit. Uh, he's and... talking about him being a gaping dickhole. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And I want I want you to tell the story, but I just want to put like a, a little note in there that Tommy is like one of the most patriotic people I've ever met in my life. Um, <laughs> he used to, I don't know if you still do, but used to buy every American Eagle lighter uh, like a bald eagle or the American flag, if he saw it, he would buy it and like collected them and stuff. So anytime at the house there was an uh, like a bald eagle lighter, I'm like, oh, that's Tom's, it has okay. to be, yeah. and it was. But he's the most patriotic person probably that I've ever known. But with that, go ahead and tell what happened on the Fourth of July. It's because this country is great. It's a great place to live. <laughs> but I show up to his house. Uh, I had just gotten off work at McDonald's. I am grease stinky. Okay. I'm just like, I'm out of it. And he's like, hey, man, we're getting ready to go see Spider-Man. You want to come with? I'm like, 
I work at McDonald's, dude. I don't have any money. So like, <laughs> hey, man, I'll, I'll pay for your ticket. I'll be a real nice guy. Okay. Like, oh, that's that's cool. I'll get you back. And But I'm in these greasy, stinky work clothes. Oh, you can wear some of my clothes. No problem. Okay. He goes and picks out a pair of uh, basketball shorts and a green Irish flag t-shirt. Oh, yep. shit. Yep, on the 4th of July. Oh, shit. Bright green. It just says <laughs> Ireland across his chest. Tommy's, what, 6'6", six, six, you said? Yeah. 6'6", six, six, huge dude. Ireland across the, the chest with a big Irish flag. And he's walking into the movie theater on the 4th of July and just gets so many I, mean I, looks. I remember this one old lady. She just looked right at me and then just like looked away and shook her head in disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I should have not. I should have just skipped out on Spider Man. Oh, wow. it's great! It's one of my one of my most proud moments. That along with the tea story from last week from Jerry, where oh, I drank yeah. all of his tea. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. Good shit. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you wanted to bring up with Tom while we had him here or anything like that? Sure, man. Um, so before we got into our podcast, I'm gonna hit you with a, an impromptu question. Okay. Go for I it. I want you to answer. We spoke about our top five lyricists episode, which was what, two or three ago now? Yeah, six, I think maybe. Okay. And, um, you told me how in the fuck do I not have Nas on my list of um mcs now we talked about it last time before we recorded the episode like okay is it a list of favorites or a list of best favorites he's never gonna make that oh yeah never and plus i'm kind of biased because like you know when the whole jay-z nas thing was, I was going down jay-z <laughs> I, I, I refuse to listen to nas like no like i'm not showing that motherfucker no love he hate on my dude like no fuck him all the way but um, I just listened to his his album that came out this year. I, I just finished it. it yeah, uh, the Lost Tapes too, and he probably is the best storyteller. It's it's so good. Um, and you know, I know I, I fuck with J Cole a lot, mm-hmm. and I know he said Nas is one of his best his greatest influences, and I can see it from listening to his last album. Like his his. It, it, you don't even realize that he told a story half the time until the the song's over with. Well, I mean, have you ever heard Rewind off of Still, oh my Still God, Mad? Yeah. He's, have you ever heard it? Yeah. He tells yeah. the story backwards. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, like try to do that. That is right. hard as fuck. You know, um, so he'll never make my favorite list, but I can never disagree or argue really with anybody putting them in the top five lyricists like of all time or whatnot because he do is nice. Uh, I just, I don't know. I prefer... You know, Jay Z made the list. I just prefer his style <laughs> yeah, more. That's that's fair. That's you fair. know, uh, and I know a lot of people that you know, like, oh, Jay Z, yeah, he's good, but you know, Nas is, and you know, Nas is definitely different in his own way. But um, and like I said, probably the best storyteller ever. But he's not in my favorite. So my question for you though is: Give me your top five lyricists, favorite, however you wanna. This is about to be some homo shit. Oh man! <laughs> Give me at least three. I'll I'll let you slide. No, I through. I trust Tom. I think this is gonna be a good five? list. Right, yeah, okay. Nas is gonna be in there. I'm I'm trying. I'm not gonna say Jay Z or Eminem because that's, they've that's, already been these, said and mentioned. Yeah, yeah right. these are favorites, right? We're going right. favorites, not necessarily who right. you think is the best. Yeah, but. because I'm 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 sort of like Steve when it, you know this. Uh, I'm kind of like you. I I like the music more than I like 
the right. actual rapper, what they're doing in that. Right, right, right. But that being said, I'm going to go ahead and put Kanye West in there because he does both. Yes. And he does both excellently. Oh, my God. So good at everything. The, the only reason Kanye didn't make my favorite list is because his recent stuff, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, is his best album, my favorite album of him, but everything... I'm counting Watch the Throne too, so I, I, that's a, that's a joint album, but it's technically his album. You didn't like Life of Pablo? No, Life of Pablo was really good. I didn't even finish that. Like, really? No. Oh, I got probably seventy five percent of the way through, and it was like I'm not even interested in hearing anything. See, else cause I I kind of stopped listening, and then my neighbor, she was like, "Hey, fuck, you- I take that back." Jesus, I liked Jesus a lot too. That came out in like 2013. So fuck, dude is good. Man. <laughs> Dude is fucking nice. I, I'm what's known as a Kanye hater. Oh, I'll because be a, I'll be a Kanye apologist until I die. See, but my thing is, and I, I think it makes sense, but to me, I never listened to Kanye. Like I said, I got into hip hop a little late when I was like 17, 18 years old. And I never really listened to Kanye before I knew he was an asshole. So I knew he was an asshole and a douchebag before I gave his music a chance. Yeah. And now I just like can't it's, do it. Yeah. I recognize that he's really good and he's really talented, but it's just nothing that I'm gonna. Your opinion is like tainted already. Yeah. It's There's yeah. It, it can't really, go backwards. Yeah. He can't yeah. win me over at this point. Yeah. I feel like Kanye, and we'll get back to your list. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But I, I feel like Kanye, his earlier shit, he wasn't an asshole in the music. You just right. heard people be like, and you just seen his interviews and shit, and like, oh yeah, that motherfucker's arrogant, piece right. of shit, asshole. But in the music, you couldn't hate on it. And then I think the more famous he got, the more money he got, the more influence he realized right. he had. They started going into his music, like you know, uh, for example, in Pablo, that whole song, that song, I forget the name of the song, but like, I made that bitch famous. Yeah. And Taylor Swift. I'm like, first of all, Taylor's got her own following. That was it's just massive. Like you don't you didn't make her famous by saying right, right, what right. you said. It's shit like that that I don't like about Kanye these days. Right. You know what I mean? And he's less lyrical than ever. Like his old shit, like registration, graduation, all that shit. I feel like his last two albums, it's not it's just more him talking shit and about his his influence and his power and it's not really about the lyrics no more like it used to be. So that would be my reason for why he didn't make my favorite five. But he definitely, I had to, it was a tough list to no, make. I like say, I said, we took two weeks. We had to take oh, two you guys weeks. Had two yeah, weeks. We, had to, we had to take oh, a man. second week. Yeah. Because oh, we were like, came, I can't. We both were like, yeah. Um, I need more time. I mean, I could do it if we wanted to, but it's it's a, it's a hard one. So, but right, yeah. So, okay, so you so, got Nas, you got Kanye. Uh, T.I. T.I. Okay, I, all right. Thoroughly, I thoroughly I love T.I. I the fuck out of him. Trap music, uh, urban legend. I love those albums. Good pick. I'm, I'm just drawing blanks right now. I mean, obviously the big ones, like, I'm trying to, yeah. you know, Pac and Dre. Right, Stuff okay. like that. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Uh, the You know, the Godfathers and stuff like that. Okay. And like the, well, I guess not necessarily like Grandmaster Flash or anything like that, but when I was growing up, those yeah. were the the super giants. Right. So right. obviously I got a lot of them, but you know, when you first start listening to music, you kind of discover your own thing. Right. Right. So you got a pretty solid top three though. Not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, I, I, like I said, as much as I hate Kanye, I try not to like actively hate on Kanye. Cause yeah. I know I have to respect him in some sense, some sense as far as the music goes. But as a person, I just don't respect him at all. And that just hinders everything. But 
T.I. is amazing. Nas is amazing. Kanye, as far as music, is amazing. So, And he's going to get brought back up. My favorite rapper is The Game. Yes. The, okay. the Game is the best. Like He, sp- he spits hot fire like Dylon. Yep. <laughs> Dylon, 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 Dylon. Like, Dylon. I, <laughs> I remember when... Uh, Right after he left G Unit or that whole yeah. thing with G Unit, and then he released three hundred bars. I like to call that a partnership. They wasn't he wasn't really part of them, but they were affiliated. Right. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> but after that whole thing went down, oh, and yeah. he put out he went the fuck in. He put that. out a fifteen minute freestyle <laughs> where he just hover dumped all over Fifty Cent right. Lloyd Bank. He just right. poo pooed all over them, right. and yeah. it was great. Right? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got to be. I'm I'm kind of upset I didn't put him in my top five. He's he, even if he doesn't make my top five, he's probably number six or seven. Okay. Like he's right there. He's definitely my go-to when I'm when I'm trying to, trying to bump something. I'm over here trying to think of a lyricist. Uh, another Detroit guy, uh, Big Sean. Big Sean. Big okay. Sean. Awesome. I love his wordplay. His yeah. wordplay is good. Yeah. Well, his last album, I decided. Hmm. I didn't like it as much as the one before that, Dark Sky, or was it Dark Sky Paradise? Yeah. Yeah, that one was good, and even the one before that, oh man, I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, yeah, you're right. Not Finally Famous, but it was, was it Finally? I don't. I think it was one between that. Anyway, yeah, I, I really like his wordplay. Um, I think he's getting better. Yeah. I really do think he's still emerging. Yep. And um, we haven't seen the best from from Big Sean yet. He's been kind of quiet lately, though. Hasn't he dropped he? Berserk. Did you see the single that uh-uh. he just dropped with ASAP Ferg, which I'm not a fan of. Okay, but uh-huh. yeah. When was that? This was around the VMA, so okay, week ago or so. Two um, weeks? VMAs was probably three like, weeks ago yeah, now. Man, that's like the last part of August normally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess Kanye's coming out with an album. His ass <laughs> supposed to drop it on the 27th, and he backfired. You see, now on my list, I, I respect the fuck out of him. But he's right. the, the last few years for me, he's just done a bunch of shit that I just can't respect. Well, I guess I guess he was supposed to drop it on like Thursday or Friday. Yeah, the 27th. And then, yeah. and then Kim came out and said like he's going to have two listening parties uh, in New York and somewhere else. I forget where else. And then he's going to release it supposedly today. Oh. It was supposed to be released tonight, Sunday. Well. And I just looked on Apple Music; it's not there. So I mean, we were supposed to get Yandy last year. Yeah, I don't know. You know, any and updates, then that just got postponed until early this year. And the next thing you know, it's a whole different album title, and right. it's just like, dude, don't tease your fans like that. You right. know what I mean? And I feel I, like I hate artists that do that. I feel like if it doesn't come out tonight, like hopefully it's out by the time this episode comes out, which yeah. is midweek or so. Yeah. But if it doesn't come out tonight, I don't think it's going to come out this week at least. He's not gonna drop it like midweek or anything. It's gonna no, be right. tonight or the earliest would be Friday. Right. Which I'm gonna give any Kanye album a listen for sure. And you know what? Just because I sat and finished Pablo, I'm gonna go back and give it another. Spin. Life of Pablo is. I'm gonna really go back good. and yeah, but like there's a lot of stuff on there. I just felt like, and then the whole track that he made. I don't even think of what he said, poopity scoop or some shit. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> it was like, dude, okay, now you just, you just, I don't even know no more. But like, the, that's the thing, like, and he wasn't doing that to be stupid. Like, he thinks it's creative. Like, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. Like, he wasn't like, yeah, that was just fucking stupid. He was like, yeah, you know, and it means a lot. Like, <laughs> I will sit here and apologize for Kanye all night. 
Respect the fuck out of him, man. But I don't know where he's because been the last. His his mental. Because I remember has been the last few years. Um, like I didn't know who he was, but I remember the you know producer wise. But I remember back Jay Z's The Dynasty. Yeah, man. And then you know Heart of the City, and then yeah, uh, he's the reason why everybody samples in their music now. Kanye West solely. But he yeah, he's the reason why I got into. Bobby Blue Bland's, uh, Curtis Mayfield. I wouldn't know who those artists were if it wasn't for Kanye West. Nice, man. And they make, like, the old soul is really yeah. good. Yeah. Like, new yeah. is kind of just a matter of perspective. There's so much music out there that you can discover something you've never heard before. And sure. you see why this was a good mentor as far as hip-hop. <laughs> he, yeah. was, he was a good person to, to guide me in, into what to listen to and stuff. But, yeah, man. Yeah, so... Your list was Nas, Kanye, T.I. Uh, were you putting Big Sean in there, in that list? Up there, anyway? He's up there. Okay. But Game is definitely and number one on the podium. Okay. okay. Like, easily on the podium. Nice. Nice. But if you guys want to listen, you know, learn about some metal, then you, we, we can talk <laughs> right. off air about some metal. Man, right? yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is about that. <laughs> I just can't. Do it. I'm not super into it anymore, but you're yeah. still listening to it every day. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the artillery breath shows we used to go to. Oh, I'm, I'm. I hope they're still around. I don't know if they are. I I don't think they are. If if <sighs> Mr. Bartram is listening to this, you guys put on a great show. Yeah. Every time, it was a lot of fun. Our artillery breath was up there with. Bands like Skeleton Witch and Municipal Waste is right. some of the best music, metal-wise. But, man, were their live shows great. Oh, man, it was oh, awesome. It was, it was chaos. And I just remember it being like, like we would always go together. It'd be me, him, Braxton. And my roommate, Scott. Scott. And Scott is just as tall as him. If not, he's probably a bigger build mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. 6'5", six, 6'6". Me, I'm not like tall, but I'm a big dude. Braxton can fucking bench like nine thousand pounds. <laughs> He's just a massive, like muscular dude. And then fucking skinny white Jordan <laughs> would would be with us, and he would just openly tell us, "He's like, hey, I'm gonna start a lot of shit tonight because you guys are all gonna be behind me, and nobody's gonna fuck with me." I'm like. Damn it. So, like, we had to put up with him yeah. trying to start shit at these metal shows with, like, these wow. hardcore dudes. And, like, nothing really happened, though. So, that was good. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. It's 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 chaos, but it's controlled chaos. Because yeah. everybody's there to get drunk. Everybody there to listen to, you know, there to listen to some fast, heavy music. And oh. you were you were required to drink PBR in our group. <laughs> say PBR, whatever the cheapest was. There's this one. Did you ever go to the Carabar shows with us? I don't think so. I would try. This is. I was still living in Butler. They would play down at this place called Carabar. I don't think it's. It's downtown Columbus. I don't think it's there anymore. If it is, it might be something else. But it was mostly Scott Braxton and I that went down there, and they had like these three dollar mini pitchers. Okay. I always drove, so I like I didn't drink very much. Man, those three dollar mini pitchers got everybody destroyed. <laughs> and, like, it's it's controlled chaos. Someone would fall down in the pit, and there'd be helping hands. The people wouldn't trample on them. Gotcha. It's right. it's it was a, it was a cool like intimate local show, okay. you know, at a bar or something like that. But when it comes to these huge concerts and stuff, like that's where you'll get trampled and shit because yeah. 
nobody cares or anything, but there's like almost a sense of community and like the local metal scene. It's kind of cool. They were what's uh? It's like the whiskey something now on Fourth Street. It used to be. I think it was like in the electric something. The electric now. company, right? Something like that. Now I, I no, I have no idea. Something like that. Yeah. I remember then I it was wherever then I fly. Yeah, it, that used to be Planet Planet Rock. Planet Rock. Yep. They played one of the <laughs> the first show that they ever played at Planet Rock. Uh, they're going up there, and uh, they're the headliner. <laughs> Cody's just like, uh, "Hey, can we uh, can we turn these pussy house lights off?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is gonna be a great show. They got they ended up getting banned because uh, like people we were just throwing cups like I think beer cans were getting thrown, and at the end of the show, Cody jumped off the stage and like busted his oh, head open. Shit. It yeah. was a whole thing. So think of like MGK shows. But in this little like bar, that's an artillery brush show <laughs> all the time. Yeah, like so hyped and everything. Yeah. <laughs> they, they trying they, to climb shit, trying to break shit. Like I think his goal was to break something at every show. Good times. But Good yeah, times. Well, that's they're part of one of the best lineups ever. It was them uh opening for Black Tusk, Three Inches of Blood, which is an awesome power metal band. Okay. And then Municipal Waste is ah, that lineup was sick. Okay. All right, man. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming out with us. We had a lot of fun. Yes, man. I appreciate you guys for having me. It's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, good to catch up with everything. But I do want to let everybody know again, as always, follow us everywhere uh, at Average AF Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Gmail. Uh, we've actually gotten some mail, some emails lately um, asking for stickers and things like that. So tried to respond to everybody. And then uh, on Twitter at Average AF Pod, and then on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we do still have a couple stickers available. And then I wanted to kind of let everybody know too we're going to be doing a community day uh, on October 18th in Mansfield. And we're going to try to let everybody come on the podcast and stuff like that, record a little shout out to family members, friends, whoever, whoever you want to. Uh, have on and then we'll uh, play that at the end of one of our episodes so perfect time to meet us come on out yeah looking forward to uh, that the 18th okay october 18th friday from 11 to 1 11 to 1 yeah we'll have some free stickers out there too so if you didn't get any come on out and then like i said record a little bit into the microphone and uh, shout somebody out we'll put it out on the episode that airs that next week that's actually super cool that you guys are getting out and doing that. That's yeah, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, we're gonna have a lot of fun and, and hopefully meet some people. Appreciate you coming out, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun hanging out with you guys. All right, guys. Likewise. And uh, yeah, everybody listening, uh, have a good night. And we out.